0: Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. And since it's Wednesday, you know it. It's that time of the week with Cruzy McCallaghan for our midweek audio column. Cruz, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, the, the weather is getting a bit warmer, so it, that cheers me up a little bit. You know me in the cold. I was literally in about eight layers coming to the office, and people were laughing. Oh. But better, better keeping warm than catching a cold. That's what my grandma always used to say. There you go. Yes. And
1: it has been, it has been biting. There's been little moments
0: of a real chill in the air, hasn't there? Exactly. So, what have you got for our listeners this morning? <clears throat> we're going to talk about saliva. <laughs> You always pick the most interesting um, uh, topics. May I ask where this inspiration came
1: from? Yes, I was doing a little bit of. um, I was well. A, I think I have children, and like you, with children, like there's just a lot of. You just have to deal with quite a lot of saliva, really. Um, (laughs) Whether they're spitting at each other or drooling or whatever it is, or brushing their teeth and getting it everywhere, like you know, saliva. It's it's quite revolting, but you kind of have to put up a hard shell when you have kids about it. Also, I was doing some audio editing the other day. And I was editing out those sort of wet, wet mouth sounds in between where people were talking, and I was like, "Oh, (laughs) gross!" But also, it's just one of those things, right? (laughs) Saliva is super interesting, though, and it's incredibly important um, because of the sheer amount that we produce in a day. An average adult will secrete one to two liters of saliva a day. Whoa, I did not expect that. (laughs) Yep, and it's 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 um it's really interesting all the different sort of things it it does for us so firstly it's a strengthener for our teeth it strengthens our teeth by providing critical minerals such as calcium fluoride and phosphate to our enamel and enamel is the hardest surface in our body right and it's a very very important one it's the first line of defense in keeping our teeth from physically rotting out of our heads now enamel owes its hardness to the minerals inside it and the mineral fluoride which is a very popular in toothpaste ingredients of course can become a part of this mineral layer to spur the strengthen it. So a demineralization happens when the plaque on our teeth produces acids that break down that enamel layer, which is really important. But saliva is one of the things that's very important for us for that reason. It can help add those minerals back into back into our, our um to protect our enamel. It can also protect against gum disease, Ooh. um which you know which is interesting. So Saliva keeps the mouth lubricated so that everything can do its job and neutralizes acids and washes away food particles and bacteria um, in the saliva, sort of and also the bacteria in saliva can proactively protect your mouth from gum disease. Because, of course, bacterial infections, it's all a balance, right? Someone recently told me something super fascinating, which was people with poor oral hygiene have lower immunity in the long run because their body the is so... Swallowing all the
0: germs and it no, goes no, into it's, the it's, gut. No, no, it's,
1: more, it's oh. more interesting than that. It's The body is constantly... Fighting and battling all the bacteria in the mouth, but it doesn't have a lot of reserves for anything else that crops up.
0: Oh, that makes sense. M- makes mm. much more sense. Oh, okay. That's that's a motivation. Um, that that's a motivating factor to really floss the teeth and also to use mouthwash.
1: Absolutely. Now, the other thing with saliva is it's part of our digestive system. So we always think of the stomach acid doing a lot of the digestion, but saliva is the first step. Not only does it help to moisten food so that it's easy to chew, break down and swallow, but it cha- contains a digestive enzyme called amylase. And that enzyme right. gets to work. Yeah, we well, you would remember from, I remember biology. from like, GCSE yeah. biology. Biology. Um, Exactly. Now this sets to work right away by breaking down any of the starches you eat into sugar molecules and that's when our body can then whisk these sugar molecules away to the next step in the digestion process. So it's another reason that you should really chew your food because it's, it's important to get the, what we need out of that food, to get the energy out of that food, which is why we're eating in the first place and to get nutrients and minerals, we need to break it down. So it's important to chew your, chew your um
0: I remember that from GCSE um, biology, and it was mastication—is chewing, breaking down of the food. Which there you go,
1: (laughs) there you go. Um, Also, apparently. Uh, we have a, a schedule, so we all know that we have a circadian rhythm right, the kind of biological clock our body runs to, it's why we get tired at night, it's why we have our sleep cycles, it's why we how we regulate our body temperature. Now the autonomic m- nervous system controls saliva too and mm. operates within the circadian rhythm. For this reason you don't produce the same amount of saliva continuously throughout the day. So, thanks to our circadian rhythm, we make the most saliva in the late afternoon and the least while at night, while asleep. Which is why, in the morning, <laughs> know, right. Having said that, I am—I uh, mean, quite. I'm not ashamed to admit I drool a lot when I sleep. I'm oh. pretty revolting. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, it happens more
0: when you're pregnant and when you're postpartum. Some something to do with the hormones regulating. But okay. Yeah.
1: That so. makes me feel so much better. Thank you for validating me on live radio. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I needed that. Um, anyway, but the point is that, um, yeah, so it, it's a very interesting thing. But of course, when we, our mouths are more dry at night, bacteria have the opportunity to flourish, which is why we tend to wake up with horrible breaths, um, because we haven't had that saliva in our mouths, rinsing it all out throughout the day. Yeah, that's why it happens. Apparently, also, saliva production can change depending on your posture. So they found that the amount of saliva you produce p- changes depending where you're positioned. So you produce the most when you're standing and the least when you're lying down. And people don't really know why this happens, but experts think it might have to do something with the stimulation caused by the sympathetic nervous system. And it also makes me think about how good food tastes once you've had like a big walk you've been upright and had a big long walk and then you have something to eat as opposed to getting up from reclining and starting to eat something Noreen yes I'm listening yes yeah. Yeah, and you're like I don't know I, I don't know I tend to roll from bed to fridge quite often I don't know about you I, but, I, um, I do
0: I, I used to always snack in the middle of the night which I was told is a, a terrible well, not like middle of the night but like a midnight snack and um, yeah, that's terrible. Actually, yeah. w- w- during my pregnancy, it was just awful. And, and and then I had to go through the motion of brushing my teeth because then you'd have uh, loose, loose um, teeth happening when you're... Uh, yeah, all these things with the hormones. It's horrible. Oh, of
1: course. But you know what? I think, ugh, look pregnant mothers, we all get a pass on that. The hours we keep are very unnatural. (laughs) so (laughs) I think it doesn't really matter too much. Interestingly, stress can also change your salivary flow rate. And I want to think about this because when we think about a comedic, Interpretation of someone who's super angry and they're spitting everywhere because they're so angry. I want to know what this means. Well, under certain stressful circumstances, your body will regulate how much energy it uses to help you maintain focus on the most important impen- impending threat, which is why it will slow down other bodily functions to make sure that whatever fuel you have you have is used towards the functions that you need. So actually you'll notice that your saliva will actually decrease significantly when you're, when you're stressed because your mouth gets
0: dry oh yeah and your palms yes. get sweaty yes maybe the liquid has gone to your palms well
1: and you can't yeah and you can't you can't you know you can't if you have to do public speaking and if you're very nervous and you get a dry mouth and oh. you can't speak properly and Jeez. i mean obviously neither of these things are problems for me and you who could speak in an empty plastic paper bag for the next 50 years if needed right um but yeah so it's i think that's super super interesting as well but it made me think about well i want to understand when you're angry why is it these cartoons of angry people are just so spit flying but maybe that's a different emotion you're not stressed you're angry and maybe it's it's preparing you to eat the person you're angry at potentially you're so funny
0: yeah, that's true, still- and and also because you know when when we studied drama, it, it was all about projection, and you had to spit at your opponent or the person you're talking to to project the 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 speech or what whatever you're saying, and yet to make sure your mouth was like you know nice and moist. But it's difficult sometimes because sometimes you get nervous when you're up on stage. So
1: yes, so yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Now I looked into some weird weird saliva facts too, um, and apparently there's actually an illegal trade in South Africa for saliva. What? Okay, so hear me out. So there are all kinds of items on the black market, but saliva is one of them. Now, in South Africa, um, there is an illegal market for saliva infected with tuberculosis. Now, the demand for saliva is to help healthy people pass off as suffering from tuberculosis to receive temporary disability equivalence, right? So it's kind of like, you know, people who have tuberculosis, it's a chronic illness, they need some support, they need some financial support. So there's a black market for having infected saliva that you could try and trick people into thinking you have tuberculosis so you could get this... So you could get this um, um, this kind of stipend, right, benefit. from the government. Whoa. Yeah, which is kind of like, I would never have thought of that, but I, it makes sense in several ways. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> there's also a right amount of saliva for your mouth. So although the body produces saliva 24 hours a day, there is actually the right amount that your body produces. On average, the body, as I said, produces one to two liters, but the most common production time in the afternoon and the least in the night but low production low saliva production is often the result of age or could be a side effect of certain medications as well mm. so when people get older it's really important that they they stay really hydrated as well because your saliva production goes down mm. um of course it goes without saying even though it's disgusting we all think our mouths are clean after brushing and flossing and using toxic mouthwashers, but um, we have over 700 types of bacteria in our mouth. And should you kiss somebody? <laughs> or share their drink you're inviting a whole lot of germs into your mouth one study found that roughly 18 million bacteria transfer during a 10 second kiss oh
0: yeah yeah i've had you. yep,
1: yep. <laughs> well this is Duety. the good thing about being in a, in a monogamous relationship you probably share the same bacteria with your partner by now so it's not <laughs> such a big problem um but, yes, yeah, so it's a kind of a funny one in that way, but yeah, so it, we've got like all these different kind of things about what is what is saliva, and if we look into the history of it as well, um there was a lot of people have always been fascinated with kind of body fluids right and blood and phlegm and all of these sorts of things, which I suppose would be very fascinating if you you know you before the age of modern medicine um but in, if we look all the way back to, um, like, the ancient Greeks and the Romans, the ancient Romans spat upon the victim of an epileptic fit. So they would spit to ward off the bad luck um, that was afflicting uh, yeah. that person.
0: Because they thought epilepsy was sort of uh, associated with evil spirits and all those. Exactly, kind of yes. Those. Yeah. And,
1: um, they, you know, if someone had, like, uh, you know, like... Um, a, an injured leg or something well, like that. True. It's a neurological it. disorder. Yeah, of, course, but yeah. of course it's a neurological disorder. But um absolutely so this is like I mean, this is when we're going right back to like the, the basis of ableism makes sense. When we look at early Western civilization, you're spitting on anybody who has any kind of disability or illness. Um, you know. Uh yeah, so it's a bit of a shame. But um Pliny the Elder, um, who was a Greek philosopher, he, he also praised the therapeutic powers of human saliva. He said it didn't just safeguard against serpents, but um, he, he, there were lots of other adv- advantages to using it um, as opposed to spitting on people. They spat into a right shoe before putting it on for good luck. They'd spit into people's eyes. <laughs> <and> <laughs> it, it, it was, into somebody's <laughs> eye. Into their what eyes for? if they're having eye pain. Ah. Um Yes, they even um they even said that uh pains in the neck were treated by applying fasting saliva. So this was a saliva that had been obtained during a fasting period. But
0: it's funny um, you mention that. I know somebody who licks their um mozzie bites with the saliva and they said it stops the itching.
1: Interesting. Well I guess when you've got an itchy mozzie bite you'd try anything, really, wouldn't you? Exactly. I'd spit on it.
0: <laughs> to stop yeah. it from itching. Yeah, okay. Oh uh oh, yeah. but yeah i wouldn't want I wouldn't want anybody to spend my eye on a thing. I think oh, skin no. is okay, but yeah, eye is completely different,
1: <laughs> yeah, but they used to see it, they used to see it as as this idea that like it was saliva and um and bile and seed which I don't really want to talk about live on air, but those were the things that were meant to be the three most indispensable parts of the human body, the really important parts. So it it had a really high um, profile in the past as well, saliva, in that way. Um, So, yes...
0: Also, another thing that comes to mind, Cruzy, is bird saliva. It's a Ah. little bit
1: off the topic, but,
0: you know, uh, people like to eat bird saliva. Bird's nest is basically uh, bird saliva. And it's said to, you know, help with your your phlegm, sore throat, dry mouth, good skin, to promote better immune system, help with libido, you know, all the rest of it. Um, But that's, yeah, it's a very popular Chinese dessert also.
1: Yes you're absolutely right it's very interesting to think that whereas also of course like one thing we've all seen with i think it's become extra disgusting is watching someone have a big hoik and a spit on the street these days when in an age of a pandemic when people move their mask out the way to spit and you just think my goodness me but um but yeah it's funny isn't it on the one hand where you could eat it in a delicacy and the other hand you could smack someone in the back of the head who'd just done it next to you. So um, <laughs> it's one of those things. But um but yeah, so a lot of people have had and um, is a lot of this these interesting things and um, even in, in, in Chinese culture as well and also in Western culture but in Chinese culture we have a lot of like spittoons. Now this part I've always found disgusting about people trying wine for example like a spittoon is a thing you literally spit into so you put the wine in your mouth you swivel around to taste it I've heard I don't drink wine and then you spit it into the spittoon right the spittoon gets passed around and I remember when my husband used to work in wine he used to have to empty the spittoon <laughs> He thought that was the most disgusting job you could give someone Um, to go and empty to everyone spit yeah. but um uh,
0: so, Cruz, I just very quickly Googled saliva on mosquito bites, and mm. I'm on biology.stackexchange.com. Maybe some of our listeners can can tell me if they find something otherwise, but um, but it's, it's meant to help reduce the itching because saliva has been proven to speed up tissue repair and has antibacterial properties. It also provides a moisturizing effect on the itchy spot, and salt is also known to provide relief to itching and how the salt content in saliva helps in that respect too. So
1: how uh, interesting. Interesting. I know. That's very interesting. But um but yeah so it's it's <clears throat> we do have this funny relationship with with it don't we? And uh, of course people you do often feel that feeling of like oh you got a mouthful of saliva you have to swallow it down or whatever I can understand. Maybe I'm not someone who spits unless I am rinsing my mouth and brushing my teeth. But if you know people spitting and and when I was sort of mentioning like in Chinese culture and Western culture, people would have spittoons. They would spit. They would think that they needed to expel something from their bodies. So they would spit. Yeah. Um, but, of course, this changed when uh, things like tuberculosis came along, and um, which, which completely devastated like European populations throughout the 19th century and the beginning of the 20th century. And that was when people started to realize, maybe we shouldn't spit. And that's when it started being this sort of thing. And there was even Boy Scouts at the time, <clears throat> um, you know, in the early... 1900s, who were distributing pamphlets on "Do not spit, please. Do not spit, please. Do not spit," and a lot of places have banned um, spitting. Actually, I still think spitting is against the law, isn't it? I think you're not allowed to just spit on the spit on the ground. Yeah,
0: it's it's considered as littering. I think uh, yeah, 1,500, but people still do it in Hong Kong. It's quite a cultural thing, you'll see like, you know, elderly gentlemen in the park, I, I don't think they even think about it, I don't think they spit mm. to be rude it's just, they're so used to clearing their throat and then just expelling it because uh, I was told, when I was little, don't swallow my phlegm because then it gets inside oh, yes, of you sure. so, I think there's a big difference in a to delicately spitting
1: it into a tissue and yeah. folding it and flushing it in the toilet versus and removing your mask taking a big lean over a drain on the road and... or, or worse, <laughs>
0: spitting it into the bushes on the leaves because yes. sometimes oh. when I'm with the kids, they they just want to touch the leaves, and I'm oh, like, "Oh God, that's not a slug you're touching. That's probably some man's phlegm." Oh you're God, touching. that's
1: disgusting. Yeah, so it's happening. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, it is what it is. Anyway, so <laughs> the collective attitude to saliva is is very interesting. It has been characterized as one of kind of ambivalence. And while med- biomedical science has really pondered about its different curative principles and stuff like that, and we, and as you mentioned, we're discovering a lot more about its use in medical diagnosis, in what it does for our bodies, in the importance of it, which are men, again is evident because we produce so much of it, right? Um, the the popular opinion is still that it's quite a negative thing, right? Mm-hmm. That it's a contemptible bodily product. Yes, it's useful for the early phases of food digestion, but otherwise you spitting in someone's face is never going to be a nice thing to do. Nobody ever wants somebody else's spit on them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like let's be honest. And of course it has been a really um key in transmitting contagious diseases which has given it a poor name as well um, but yes yeah, so that that particular fluid I just find it super fascinating but also when you have children and I look at my baby girl who is pretty drooly at the moment oh. um, I don't have contempt for her saliva I no. think it's lovely yes. <laughs> and it's, it's proof that her body is functioning and developing and growing and doing the things it's supposed to do so it's a good sign right oh. um, so everything in a bit of balance I suppose but yes, saliva. That was saliva, Noreen. Yes, I love
0: it. Thank you so much, Cruzy. Um for your for, for your findings on saliva, I will I will look at it in a different light. It's true. Um but there's one thing that kids do that's a bit annoying, saliva bubbles. Why? Oh, but no, very but, no. but it is fun. We've all done it before and it is fascinating when you are a kid like, you know, why have bubble guns when you can have your own saliva bubble producer? There you go. Yes. Excellent. Well, Cruz, thank you so much for your time today and I look forward to more uh, audio columns with you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye for now.